And if you remember, we talked about a few weeks ago that all the, or most of the readings in the Holy 50 Days are focusing on the divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so last week we, t we talked about, or we saw the passage from the Gospel of St. John where our Lord Jesus Christ calls Himself the Bread of Life. And the week before, He was appearing to uh, St. Thomas to reveal to him sort of His divinity about his, uh, his risen body. And this week, He's meeting with the Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman is a famous story that we actually read also in Lent. And when we're reading it in Lent, we try to focus and look at uh, this passage and this interaction between our Lord Jesus Christ and the Samaritan woman as a story or a model for repentance and how our Lord Jesus Christ goes after and seeks those who are lost. <coughs> when we look at this one, we look at the same reading and we read it during the Holy 50 days, there's another way that we can look at it and meditate on it. We can look at it as our Lord Jesus Christ being the provider of the living water. If you think about water itself, especially sort of I think maybe in the past uh, maybe 20 years or so, bottled water is pretty common uh, here in the States. Uh, and that wasn't always the case, right? When a lot of us were young, nobody really ever drank from bottled water or filtered water. You just drank sort of from the tap. But in the past uh, two decades or so, there's sort of been a growing emphasis on purified water. And that sort of is supposed to maintain or improve uh, physical health. And actually purified water and bottled waters are been around for so long now that there's even maybe a reaction against bottled water and saying, well, it's not really environmentally friendly and it's something that maybe we should get rid of and maybe we should go back to sort of tap water. Uh, but if it comes sort of from a bottle or it comes with a brand name or it comes from the tap or from a fountain or from a mountain spring, no matter what it is, physical water can only improve our physical health. Right? Physical water improves our physical health. It doesn't grant us eternal life. Our Lord Jesus Christ is saying in this reading that we read today that the water that He is giving to the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well can give life. He refers to the actual well of Jacob and says, whoever drinks of this water is going to thirst again. But He tells us that where the real true fountain of eternal life is, when He says, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Our Lord Jesus Christ calls the water that he gives living water. What exactly is this living water that quenches every thirst? In John chapter 7, we, we read a passage in verse, starting from verse 37. It says, On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So then, our Lord Jesus Christ, when he's talking about the living water, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Holy Trinity. The Samaritan woman, and I think any one of us, would do the same. They're hearing about this opportunity to drink this living water that, that gives eternal life. She says, where do I get this living water? Give me this water so that I can never thirst. But unlike bottled water that I get at the convenience store, I can't just go and purchase living water. I can't just purchase the Holy Spirit. Something more is required. That something is cleansing and purification from sin. In our society, we put a lot of emphasis actually on keeping things clean. Right, we wash everything. We wash our clothes, we wash our dishes, we wash our hands, we wash our bodies. We even wash our water, right? We filter our water. It's not enough that it gets purified at the treatment plant, right? Many of us have at our homes 
those purifiers that purify the water that's coming sort of from the tap. Our approach to life in our society is extremely antiseptic, right? We're trying to keep everything clean. And this is good for the most part. There are some downsides to that. Many sort of, there are some researchers who say that because of how uh, sort of antiseptic we've become, that we've started to, to have an increase in allergies because our immune systems can't find germs to fight, so it starts fighting sort of the things that it would never fight before. But I need to ask myself a question. Do I give as much attention to the cleansing and purification of my soul from sin as I do my body from germs? When our Lord Jesus Christ reveals His knowledge about the Samaritan woman's marriages and her current relationship that is outside of marriage, He's pointing out to her that before she can drink of this living water, she has to repent. She has to change her lifestyle. The context for understanding how and where we have to change is sort of implicit in today's gospel. It's within the context of a living, continual encounter and relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. When did the Samaritan woman begin her life of purification when she encountered our Lord Jesus Christ? When she's sitting with Him, talking with Him, learning from Him. There is no way to receive the living water of the Holy Spirit without Christ. That's why this reading is here. In a few weeks we're going to celebrate Pentecost, the descent of the Holy Spirit on the church. The descent of the Holy Spirit on the church. But our mother of the church is telling us there is no way for you to receive the Holy Spirit without Christ Himself. He alone is the one who gives this water. Even in our creed, we say that the Holy Spirit proceeds from God the Father. But he says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Another place in John chapter 15 says, But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. The Holy Spirit is the empowering force for us to live a life in Christ, to become like Him, to go beyond just knowing about Him and into knowing Him personally. The Holy Spirit is the light of Christ that illuminates the darkness in order for us to see Christ more clearly. The Holy Spirit is the one that illuminates our path so we can follow Christ wherever He leads us. If I'm going back for a second to Jacob's well, a well is sort of a unique thing in the desert. Wells and springs of water traditionally are understood as places and signs of God's revelation, God's favor, God's, God's blessing. We see that especially in the book of Genesis with Abraham, with Isaac, with Jacob. We have in our society, in our times today, spiritual springs. The spiritual springs that we have in our modern day desert of secular society is the church. This is the place for us to encounter Christ, to drink of the living water of the Holy Spirit. Our sacramental entrance into the body of Christ goes, begins with what? First, the baptismal font, which is the spring or fountain of eternal life. And then when we enter into the life of church, of Christ in the church, we're chrismated, we're sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And later, as we receive communion, the chalice that holds the body and blood of Christ, we receive as its own sort of spiritual font. 
There's, the imagery is very obvious and very clear. Last weekend was uh, Mother's Day, a day we remembered our first encounter, actually with physical water, was the surrounding of us ourselves in water in the wombs of our mothers. And also our mothers, when she drank water, we drank of the same water. We're surrounded by life-giving water in our mother's wombs. When we became Christians, we're surrounded by purified, spirit-filled waters of baptism. Last week when we were celebrating Mother's Day, we gave thanks to our mothers for the gift of our earthly life. We should also give thanks to our spiritual mother, the church, for the gift of heavenly life. We can get regular water from anyone or from anywhere. The living water of the Holy Spirit only comes from Christ in the life of the church. Regular water is a material substance with physical properties. Living water is a supernatural person that can inspire the soul and animate the body to holiness, to good works. Regular water is definitely a bare necessity of life, but it doesn't have energy in and of itself. Living water is the breath of life and energy for our spiritual lives. Our Lord Jesus Christ also said in today's Gospel, God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. <coughs> in spirit and truth refers to the Holy Spirit and our Lord Jesus Christ. If I know all of this, why would I go anywhere else but the body of Christ, the church, provides for me the opportunity to personally encounter Christ and the Holy Spirit. It's only within the church that I learn how to truly worship and pray, how to understand the scriptures, how to fast, how to give alms. There are many false gospels, philosophies, beliefs, spiritualities that exist in our world and claim to have living water, but they don't. For various reasons and times in our lives we turn to them, but they can't quench our, our thirst for the one true God. Sometimes they even, those things, those false sources of water can attempt to pervert our understanding and experience of our own faith by teaching us that we can be spiritual without being religious. Do not be fooled. These are cheap imitations. Our Lord Jesus Christ was clear today. There's only one person through which you can receive this living water, and that's Christ Himself. And that living water is the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit dwell in us richly so that we can be inspired by Him to become more and more in His image and likeness every day. And glory be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Amen.